0: Welcome to the Behind the Goals podcast, the podcast about fans, for fans and by fans. Please welcome your hosts, Andrew Jenkin and Alan Russell.
1: Uh, welcome to episode 22 of the Behind the Goals podcast. Um, I'm Alan Russell, joined with by Andrew as usual, and today we're going to be talking to Ali Palmer of Nutmeg magazine. Uh, Nutmeg's a quarterly publication, it looks more like a, a book that you'd put on your shelves than a, than a magazine, uh, full of longer form writing than you'd normally get in other magazines or newspapers about, about football, and it's primarily about Scottish football. Yeah.
2: Uh,
1: it's been going for a couple of years, is couple that right? Of years
2: now, yeah. So they, they started with a Kickstarter campaign to sort of gauge the interest, I think they raised their target pretty quickly, so mm-hmm. it's just... Um, bit of a sensation really when you consider how a lot of other consumption of media to sort of publications are decreasing and declining yeah. in many respects actually something like this has been so successful yeah which shows an appetite for perhaps more um what's the best word to, to use um not i want to say considered no in depth in depth think in depth i think in that's depth, the biggest uh, distinction uh, yeah. really yeah giving giving people a space to write mm. about what they would write, want to write about that wouldn't get published in a in a newspaper yeah. And it's now becoming
1: a a, a common format for for long form writing. Um, in the podcast, Ali talks about the inspiration was the blizzard, yeah. uh, which started a few years before. Uh, mainly looking at well, it's actually looking at world football in general. It doesn't. It's not really limited. Um, and borrowing that with a similar format, a very similar format, uh, and a winning winning formula, really. Mm. It's two two great publications.
2: Mm, absolutely. So uh, we're we'll just delve straight into it. Yep. So, well, Ali, thank you very much for coming through to our office and, and joining us today. Thanks
1: for inviting me.
0: It's nice to be here.
2: It's a really good opportunity to ask about the future of print media. Okay. And just media in general, actually, yep. for that matter of fact. Um, so perhaps you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and where the kind of idea for Nutmeg came from.
0: Yeah, um, my background is in print. Um, I'm a designer more than a journalist. Um, used to work in... In newspapers at the Scotsman, Scotland Sunday. Um, before that, in a music publication called Cut, that goes back a long way, where I discovered how to use a Apple Macintosh, <laughs> um, long before um, many other people did. So that was my kind of break into into design, um, mm. working on Apple Mac. Um, yeah, I, I, I was the art director at the Scotsman, and then left there about ninety eight to become a design consultant, just redesigning newspapers all over the world. Mm. Um, but obviously that industry's is shrinking, um, and has been shrinking for many, many. years. It's been shrinking since I've been in it. Since you know when I started working at the Scotsman in '98, Scotland Sunday, in 1989. Even then, people were already talking about, you know, um, how how newspapers would eventually fall away. And obviously, the internet came along and and pretty much destroyed print to a point. Obviously, these, uh, newspapers still exist, and there's still the um the public face of 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 uh all um publishers uh you know the, the newspaper actually works as a as a marketing almost the, f- the physical newspaper um but yeah i'd i had been thinking about doing something like nutmeg for a long time um we'd been discussing it within my business um about doing it as a as a way of showing that we could um produce things as well as be a Kind of service industry for, mm, mm-hmm. for other newspapers, um, and then the Blizzard came along, um, and I thought, okay, right, maybe put that to one side for a while, and I I, I was a subscriber of the Blizzard and I still am, and, and I, I love what they do, um, but obviously they don't do that much about Scottish football, mm-hmm. and yeah. I found when they did, I would read it regardless of you know, of what it was, uh, what the subject was, and I started thinking, well, you know, maybe there's a there's a there's an opportunity to do something here. And I actually spoke to the uh, Jonathan Wilson um, about, uh, about three years ago now. Um, initially, actually mid-conversation, I was thinking, oh, maybe I could try and talk him into doing a Scottish version of this. It wasn't my plan in my conversation. I was just picking his brains. So I did say, look, you know, would you be interested in doing a, a one-off, you know, Scottish version of the blizzard? Um, and of course mac blizzard became our working title we used to call mac on everything um blizzard mac blizzard face mac, mac blizzard mac blizzard face yeah and um i mean they came back to me within a month or so saying no they they just mm. were a bit weird about a bit scared about doing this cuz they didn't really know me and it would affect their own brand and so forth and which is fine but the the conversation with jonathan was great and 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 what he told me about how they launched and what how how they how the business worked um mm. was kind of illuminating in, in, in so much as like unlike most um uh, conventional mm-hmm. publications most magazines they'd convinced um their writers uh you know to, to try and create this kind of cooperative more than a you know a, a traditional business so that mm-hmm. that writers shared the profits um mm-hmm. as opposed to having to pay everyone after every edition which if you're trying to launch a magazine now trying to do it that way it would be very difficult. not, not Meg wouldn't have got off, Couldn't wouldn't have got off the ground if I'd had to pay people after every issue we'd done. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to everyone, um, um, saying, "Look, this is what I, this is how it's going to work." You know, we'll have to see how it goes. And after the first year, you know, any profits we we'll make will we'll, yeah. we'll, will split between everyone mm-hmm. that's con- mm-hmm. contributed. And and I did that after issue three. And to be honest, I've never had so much fun spending so much money in <laughs> one day. You know, just right. You know, setting up. Um, 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 uh, bank uh transfers to all these contributors yeah. and i remember coming down to my wife that day and saying yeah i've just spent you know x thousands of pounds it, it felt great <laughs> yeah because it felt well it's it's not yeah. it's not going to make a lot of money but it's working mm. you know um and also i mean i'll be very honest i mean the the, the fact that uh you know the the, the uh, age i am um obviously you can't see me but um <laughs> you know i'm towards the end of my career put it that way um I have more time to do something like this I was able to devote a lot of mm. time to it um way more time than you would normally do if you were. um if if you were um I mean I yeah to, to get paid for it um it, it, it's it's difficult um anyway it's it, it would probably be hard for other people to do this I think in mm-hmm. the situation but I was able to pull it off in so much as um I'm able to as I say spend a lot of time working on it yeah um mm-hmm.
2: So, so, just for anyone that isn't yeah. aware of, yes, of, of course, Nutmeg, sorry. how would you sort of sum it up in a couple of sentences in terms of oh. the content and and the kind yeah. of the ethos and the values? To yeah, it. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I suppose I mean we we always had this line that was it was um, about the writers and the writing, mm. um, and it totally is. I mean, it's it's text driven. We you know we're doing a few more um, uh, uh, photo based pieces than we used to, but ultimately it's about words. It's about stories, and it's it's, it's a I do see it as a platform for writers. So if people have, and it's very much driven by the contributors. You know, I'm, I'm written, I'm named as an editor. of. Until this, I'd never edited anything in my life, <laughs> despite working in print for um, um, a few decades. I'd never edited something.
2: Um, so what was, that, what was that like? What was that like as a terrifying, kind of process? Terrifying, I must it? confess. Yeah. It was,
0: I mean, those, you know, when, I, I, again, just briefly about the history of the it. Mm. Of, of you know, we, we did a Kickstarter uh, funding just to, mainly just to, T- test the water. It was a bit of marketing, and I, I would always suggest to people if they're trying to do something like this that doing
1: a crowdfunding is a great way of just discovering whether mm. you know you're, you're you have a market or not. It builds a sense of anticipation as well. I, totally. I, I, I backed to Kickstarter at the time, mm. and I, I, I just remember. couldn't wait for the for the first edi- edition uh, issue yeah. <laughs> episode not issue yeah. <laughs> to come out because uh, it was like, oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be like well, a Scottish blizzard. <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: I mean, we. We, we we i didn't hide any any of the the, the fact that we were um, borrowing heavily from from the blizzard in terms of its its format it's exactly the same format it's exactly the same number of pages um i mean part of the size of it is to do with the you know you know putting it in an envelope and, and posting it you know that's yeah. the restrictions mm-hmm. involved in that um and i liked the idea with the blizzard that it was it was collectible it was mm-hmm. chunky yeah. it was you know you didn't um You could pick up at any point you know in theory and you know i was speaking to uh, other guys from the blizzard this week and we're talking this about this thing that with both publications you should be able to pick up any issue at any time Mm -hmm. and still find things interesting to read Mm. because they're not time-tied generally i mean there's obviously some things i mean in the next issue coming up we have um two or three things that that um that are, are about 1978 and you know Ali McLeod's um, World Cup, um, uh, obviously a legend because I'm a, I'm a United fan so I can, can, can hear <laughs> no wrong about the man, um, but you, you try and avoid that kind of stuff generally, so it's about, it, is, it really is about the writing mm-hmm. and it's really about the contributors, yeah. so even though as I say I'm kind of editing it and I'm slightly more relaxed now than I was with the first one, because basically that, things just started coming in and mm-hmm. I then thought, right, what, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Yeah. And I was even designing it as I went along, I must confess. I mean, the only thing I had when we did the crowdfunding was the logo, um, which, you know, I did quite quickly. But I, when I did it, I was very pleased with it and mm-hmm. kind of proud of it and thought, oh, this actually works as a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't my name, it was actually Alan Patolo, who's a a, a regular um, uh, contributor and, and helper and, and um, sounding board. But Alan came up with the name, um, and it and it works cuz it it wasn't scottish as well i was mm. uh, anything i've worked in in my life you know um i i i never wanted it to be parochial mm. despite mm-hmm. the fact that you know 95% of it is about scottish football yeah. i didn't want to give over this idea of it being particularly scottish mm. um i didn't want it to even look like a football publication mm. uh, yeah. which I, I i don't know why I, I, maybe me just being a bit um stubborn or a bit you know contrary i just thought no, I don't want this to feel like a football publication. I want people to come to it and think also it is about the words. You know, you get it straight away. You open it and it's just a lot of text, you yeah. know. So 90,000 words in every issue. Yeah. You know, it's um it's a book.
1: Yeah. Basically. Uh so it's possible to produce 90,000 words in a in a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alan's
2: given me uh just because I started my PhD last month and I haven't finished it yet, so okay. uh, and that's eighty thousand words. So it's expected. He's, I, mean, I should have it done by the time you've done the next uh, nutmeg. We need, get, <laughs> we
1: need to get you back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but so yeah, yeah sorry. So what, what sort of what's the sort of bias for, from from uh, in the writing from established writers to to new and emerging writers?
0: Yeah, um, there's no rule about it, about, you know, um, who we use. Uh, when I was, again, going back to the Kickstarter um, period when I was trying to get interest, obviously I spoke to a lot of uh, football writers that I knew through my um, experience of working at The Scotsman and some work at The Herald and lots of contacts we had. So I spoke to a lot of people to get them on board, as it were. Um, and a lot of these people, in the end, still haven't written for Nutmeg, but that's OK. <laughs> One day they'll, you know, they'll think, you know, I would like to write that's a piece exactly. that I can't you know maybe doing my um day job so there's no hard and fast rule i mean obviously each, each issue it kind of helps if there's you know a few names in there that um mm. that people have heard of but equally if it'd been full of familiar names i think that would possibly put people off mm. people that you know names that they, they see every week and yeah. professionals yeah. that yeah sorry put, yes yeah, yeah. yeah I'm talking yeah, yeah, football journalists yeah. you know so um, people
2: that you know if uh, somebody that had never written before probably would have been put off by the idea of submitting something th- that, they might be intimidated yeah. by it as well
0: and I'm sure some people are a little bit so so there yeah a lot of the pieces have come in um uh, from I mean there's first time writers of course um you know the the uh, sometimes people just send in things finished complete yeah. um second issue uh um I can't remember the name of the piece now. Anyway, uh, it was a, someone just submitted something and I just read it straight away and thought, yeah, this is going yeah. straight in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and that's the thrill of it is. Uh, again, through Kickstarter helped as well in terms of raising um uh, early uh um you know, g- making people aware of it because almost before it even finished, people were contacting mm. me with, yeah. you know, well, can I write for you? Can I?" Mm. And of course, you just go, "Yeah, just send me ideas and we'll, you know, we'll take it from there." Um, so,
2: so the Kickstarter itself, because you had so, it's been a huge success, isn't it? I think mean, it's pretty fair to say. And just th- saying, but the Kickstarter itself was hugely successful, and that must have. Were you surprised you, by you, that?
0: Um, well, yes and no. I mean, you you, you do. It, obviously, you do it thinking, that you think this is going to work. Yeah. I mean, and, and I suppose it's it, even you know the, the, at the core of Nutmeg is, is a publication that I've always thought would work, mm. and I wasn't sure whether anyone else would. And and that's the thing. I, I always think. Um, Good publications are should be like that they're mm-hmm. not they're not really market research they're not you know um because if you market re- research that you would say well where's all this stuff about the old firm and mm-hmm. you know, there's not enough you mm-hmm. know about the, the really big teams and yeah. why are you not so that's why it's, mm-hmm. it's not that way um so yeah that 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 really helped um and yeah to surprise it was halfway through it kind of reached its mm-hmm. target which was quite nice yeah too.
2: Um, and so you're now on to um, issue eight. Eight will be out in June, yeah. And have you got any um, contributions so far that you would consider uh, your favourite? Um, or is that too, too difficult? T-
0: to... It's kind of... Dif- uh, yeah, is it difficult? yeah, I mean, obviously, um, uh, there's things that, to me, probably... Um, summer, uh, kind of sum up what Meg's about. Um, and I suppose a good example uh, is... Now that I think about it. Um, Craig Telfer.
1: Um so it's it, the Queen's Park article. Yeah, Craig, Craig who's involved brilliant.
0: involved in um telling his Pelle and uh The Terrace. Yeah. You know. And the Terrace. Yeah. Um, um yeah, he, he he messaged me saying he wanted his this piece about his favourite um uh lower league football team of all time. And I said, Okay, what is it, you know? And it was Queen's Park, you know, ninety six, ninety seven season. Well, okay. And how long? I don't know. Maybe about three thousand. Yeah, go on. Then. And it came in, and I hit the you know the word count and the word document. It was like nine thousand words, in it. and I kind of <laughs> thought, oh shit. But then I started reading it, and um, I just read it, you know, just read it from beginning to end straight away because it was great. And, mm. and Craig had, um, had obviously interviewed a few of the players over the years on the podcast, yeah. um, which obviously helped because it he had a lot of um, uh, material, mm. and. Anyway, and he's not a Queens Park fan, so it was written as you know, genuinely mm. um, about a, a team he'd, he'd seen a lot and, and appreciated, yeah. and it was a great story. Uh, and I just thought, no, this is, this is what not makes for. I'm not suggesting every piece should be nine thousand words, and it has to stand <laughs> up to it. Yeah. In other words, you just have to be able to read it and, yeah. and not get bored. Yeah. I did. Someone did tell me read it one night and fell asleep, um, <laughs> but that's okay. We're all we're all different. But it, there's nowhere else that he could published yeah, that apart from yeah, on, on yeah. his own uh on, on the, the Telem's Pelly site. And it was interesting because and it's good to see the podcast their podcast coming back as well. because um, when I was again when I was thinking about this and I was aware of them, I'd been I'd, I'd read stuff in the site and and he he had written a brilliant piece about um Scott Booth's time at uh, Stennis Muir. Okay. Um I mean she'd look out. It. It's just you know, he's a fan of course of Stennis Muir, so it's it's personal and, you know, he was hurt by what got did to his team kind of thing but it was brilliantly written and I thought this is the kind of piece that would be in my publication you know this is what this is what I want to get as well as you know um uh you know Archie McPherson as he did in this issue writing for us and um Lawrence Donigan and mm. you know um whoever you know um Peter Ross going back to pieces that, that that stand out Peter Ross the thing he did for us in issue 3 for the 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 passion of Harry Bingo again you know Peter contacted me saying you know, almost giving me his CV, you know, and I sort of replied, yeah, I know you, Peter, I've heard of you, you know, you're, you're quite a famous writer. You know, he's a very humble guy. He says, you know, I don't really love football. I want to write about how, how why people love football. And I went, yeah, go on, just go and do it. Yeah. And, and you know, I won a little yeah. prize last week, or a couple of weeks ago, the Scottish Press Awards, which yeah. was great. Uh, Not my first ever award. Oh, uh, yeah, done. Yeah, uh, it was that and two other pieces that Peter yeah. um, uh, submitted that... Uh, that he won the Feature Writer of the Year for, which was great. So it was like The Guardian, Nutmeg, and The Boston Review or something. Wow, remember, wow. The three publications. Good, good company. So it was nice. And, and I mean, it, you know, the, the Guardian ended up publishing it as well. Um, mm. But, you know, Peter came to me and I said, yeah, of course. So it's fine. Mm. Just my kind of piece, please. Mm. Yeah, let's go and do it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, those are the kind of um, the, the things. Um, although there's no... There's there's no rules about what we do, um, mm. and that that's the key to it. It's
1: I think it's a, that's the thing thing that keeps keeps people subscribing, keeps people reading, certainly keeps me reading, mm. is that it's quirky. It's you. I would never go go out searching for an article about Scott Booth's time at Stanhouse Muir or, or Queen's Park ninety six ninety seven. No, but when when you open it and you think oh, this is great and. You, mm. I wonder what the next article is going to be. You've done it and you've got something completely left field.
0: Which yeah. is you're just describing a newspaper as well. Mm. I mean that that's the, the and it's it's the thing that's disappearing a lot from our um, from the from the way we consume information is that you know we now choose things. You know mm. we're, we're not yeah. okay through Twitter and particularly Twitter you you will be surprised and taken to things that you maybe want yeah. to to read. But again you've by following people you're kind of... You're selecting, selecting what you're going to get. A, a little bit. Anyway, um, and most of the people I follow are, it's to do with football and music and that's about it. Um, but... Because uh,
2: we should say as well, uh, you're a massive music fan as well, aren't you? you yeah, yeah. You've, no, you've it's got several huge... music review websites. Well, one. But... Oh, one. <laughs> one very big one, though. Well, it's
0: well, not that big, but yeah, yeah. It's a thing called Any Decent Music, which is an album review aggregator, yeah. which I've been doing for some time as well. Um, but the, No, the newspaper, the joys of newspaper are... And still still are. You know, the, the serendipity factor, the the yeah. fact you turn a page and also because it used to happen more in broadsheets because you had more stories on a page. You you might uh-huh. find things in newspapers you'd never dream of reading. Mm-hmm. And that, it's that joy of, of print which is, as I say, when you're online and you have bookmarks and you're following, you know, social media that you, you tend not to quite get Quite that uh, amount of surprise, mm. and hopefully nutmeg is an element of that, that. You're turning pages, going, oh right, okay, I didn't expect this. Or mm. maybe re- read it later, or, or <laughs> even even if, and, and again, one of my things with newspapers as well. Even if you, if you see something, you think I'll read that at some point, point. Mm. and you may you may never do, mm. but the fact is you've you've um, taken you've taken something from it just by reading the headline and in the, in the intro and thinking right we'll come back to that yeah. later and you might never do but but at least you've the, the, yeah. the, the seed's been sown um. Yeah.
2: so um that makes been i think pretty big success so far what has been and i want to ask about the kind of trends of consumption media consumption <clears> and uh, the news last week that the football league are considering doing away with match day programs or, or, or insisting or, or well i think it's up, it's i think it's up rule, to the it? club well it's currently a rule yes, that yeah, they all have yeah. to do it and i think they're talking is, about i hmm. think
0: that's not the case in scotland is it? no
2: no yeah, i think it's yeah. just in england that yeah. they're thinking about uh, doing away with the rule so um i wanted to ask about mm. that kind of consumption of media mm-hmm. from fans and how technology has changed everything, really. Yeah. Um, why do you think Nutmeg has got a, an audience where perhaps people aren't buying newspapers or matchday programmes as much? Which I would perhaps say more mainstream, kind of. What what has been the kind of change over the um, last 10, 15 years?
0: It's a good question. Um, I don't know. I, again, I'd, I'd, I'd like to think because Nutmeg offers something a bit different and the pace is different. Yeah. I mean, the whole point of what I'm doing with it is to say to people you know, it's a it's a relaxed mm-hmm. read. It's a, it's a, often a, a treat to yourself, and it comes through the door as well. And it's this thing of, you know, it's a, it's a tactile thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. the opening of a box. Mm-hmm. It's smelling ink. I mean, it's funny. We made a, not deliberately, but a big thing about the, the smell of nutmeg when it first came out because, you know, I'd I'd forgotten myself. You know, when the boxes arrived, you know, I think, mm. wow, that's that's nice. <laughs> you know, and and when I have a fresh one in the room, it's it sort of perfumes the room for a while. Um, and there, so there's that whole thing of of reading which you obviously you don't get anywhere else uh, but yeah and not doesn't it's not meant to be it's meant to be a complementary um uh um, publication to everything else that's out there so it's not there to compete with it cannot compete with you know uh, the mainstream press and I, and I and I don't I I I come from that background um but I also even though I've been out of it for a few years I mean I, I still Respect what everyone does in that, and the job they do. How difficult it is these days, and um, daily newspapers in terms of budgets and space, and, mm-hmm. and you, know, um, you know, it's a struggle just to, to mm-hmm. you know, and and the, and our papers have been underfunded by, I and mean, that's a, a different level of of ownership. You know, could probably see comparisons with football teams. Of course, you know, we're we're, we're a, 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 the heart and soul of of a newspaper in the same way as the heart and soul of a club can be ripped out mm-hmm. quite easily. Mm. Um you know I was talking this week to um uh, somebody in- involved at Sunderland and just talking about the you know how that club's soul has been ripped out of them over mm-hmm. the last few years mm-hmm. because of ownership and that kind of has happened a bit with with newspapers as well sure. without a doubt um which means it's it's, it's a struggle for for uh, sports editors to to um do the kind of things they would have been doing five ten mm. twenty years ago um and yeah, and, and sorry, and the whole landscape's changed. Mm. Of course, I mean mm. the way um, the way we all consume the information, and it's you know match reports have been a problem for as long as I've been in newspapers. You know, you keep asking the question why we do them, and maybe twenty years ago, yes, there was still a good reason for doing them. Um, but now you start to think, mm. you know, we're all we've all consumed almost everything we need to know by. Mm six o'clock on a Saturday, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the highlights were pretty much yeah, visible from You know, in, in in terms of, you know, match days, quite often we're consuming all the information we need during the game, you know, mm-hmm. as I think every Air fan was doing in the last <laughs> Well, for the whole ninety minutes in the last game of the season, well, sorry for,
2: about that. Alan. Sorry, I just <laughs> to bring it up, right. Alan. Alan <laughs> being a Red okay. fan, and I'm an I'm Air used, fan. I'm used to it now. I know. It's usually the other way around. No, so.
1: I'm, I'm interested in yeah. what you, you said there about you know, you know, using Sunderland as an example, mm. a club that who's had its heart ripped out of it yeah. through ownership changes, mm. and you know, similar challenges in, in mainstream media. Yeah. But you've you've purposely gone down a route of a different ownership model for Nutmeg. And I'm thinking the parallel to the work that we do with mm. supporters trusts and and recommending to, to to football clubs that they go down an alternative mm. more sustainable, more thoughtful, more engaged, uh, ownership model, mm. and actually you know clubs not doing it out of necessity always, so you get some clubs just choosing that way in relatively stable times choosing to go down the route of 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 ownership. Yeah. Does that point at a could the same be possible for other parts of, of the media uh, landscape? You know, are, is there is there a newspaper that's going down that route, and you know, is something that's publishing daily that's that's coming that's going down a route of, of a very different ownership approach? No, I I, I can't imagine that happening because of because of scale. Because scale, right?
0: I think you know I can do this because of its scale. You know, it's um, and to be honest, I can also do this because I can personally do so many aspects of the job that's required i right. don't have to hire yeah. you know i design it i you know do the production i um i'm the I, i'm uh, customer complaints i um,
1: <laughs> stuff the envelopes <laughs> I, some of them i do that as well
0: um so it's not an, it's not a yeah. realistic yeah. model um so yeah. you okay. trying to do that in a in a uh, you know scaled up would be uh-huh. difficult though not impossible Yeah, you know, again if you look at the blizzard you know who are obviously much bigger than the nutmeg and have been going for what are they twenty yeah um and you know there's, there's a number of people involved there, and I know it's not um you know they, they, as they say themselves they're not going um they kind of thought it might be their pension but you know, it's not going to be the case <laughs> but they still they still continue to do it because of um their love of it and yeah. I suppose you know you need if if you're if you're making an analogy with with football clubs you absolutely need a lot of people involved that are doing it for the love of it. And mm. sadly, you know, when you when you look at, a, you know, again, I, obviously I look at a team like Ayr and you sometimes look around and think of a number of people at a game and you think, how do did, how did we exist, you know, as a business? How does this, how does this, and you go to smaller clubs and you, you, you read about smaller clubs and you think, how do they exist without, mm. this kind of goodwill of a lot of people involved, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Up to an extent, goodwill of the players who are doing it for, you know, not very really much money yeah. for the love of playing football, yeah. and and for the younger guys, obviously, with the hope of of you know uh-huh. making more money from football, yeah. and that's fair enough. But um, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, you, you know, you you do wonder how sometimes how clubs can yeah. can survive.
1: Yeah.
0: In the same way, as you wonder yeah. how newspapers sometimes can survive. And
1: I, and I guess that, that whole thing about people doing it for the love of it, um, so your writers, well, I I know, for us, I I did a, I did a piece for you last you year. Did indeed. And. Uh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it because I was expecting to be paid, and actually, I'd forgotten w- about the conversation you'd had about yeah. you are up the money at the end of the year. It wasn't much. It <laughs> wasn't much. Must stress <laughs> yeah. uh, There's sometimes a token. A token amount is more valuable than a large amount when it's unexpected. And yes. It's like, yes. Oh, that's that's really cool. That, mm. that happened, but it's you know, people do it for the love of writing mm. and being able to write in a format that wouldn't get published elsewhere, or or just never be, never having been asked to do to do so before. Mm. And you almost have to build on that sort of sense of people are doing it for the, you know, for, I was about to say for the product, that might say too mm. commercial, but, but you know, for the writing. Yeah. Uh, they just want to get it out there. Yeah. Um,
0: no, I think you're right. I mean, you know, anyone can, can um, this, is, this is odd now, isn't it? You can say that anyone can start a blog, mm. you know, and anyone can publish uh, not yeah. anyone. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, Here we are. Here <laughs> not, we are speaking. Not, not anyone will listen. As you say, <laughs> here we to or No one shuts <laughs> us down. Yeah. But not everyone can 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 uh, create a physical Nine. publication. Yeah, yeah. And it's really funny because, you know, I, I as I say, I'm a by trade, I'm a newspaper designer, redesigner, and you know, we had a good business doing that um because not everyone can do it you might you know people mm. often ask what well, are newspapers designed and you go well yes <laughs> some of us you know, some of us you know work at the work under the bonnet as it were um but you know there's not a lot of people do that in the same way as you know it's quite a hard thing to take this from nothing to yeah. um a physical product um but also very exciting mm-hmm. and it's it's funny i i i kind of you know you mentioned music earlier and i do mm. kind of relate very very much to what's happening Right now in the independent magazine world, because you know, there is a lot of good stuff happening. Um, and a long time ago, I I, I was in a, um, a post punk band, and we had our own we had our own label. Said he, uh, doing air, mm. quote, quotation marks, because um, you could create your own label. We mm. just made it up, and we had um, we did our first two singles ourselves and paid for it and folded the sleeves and mm-hmm. did all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, we ended up getting a. A, a, a bigger contract out of it but that's that was a long time ago but it's like punk i yeah. I, I see what's yeah. happening just now in the magazine yeah. world i don't just mean with football i mean independent magazines in general it's it's so like the the punk movement uh, or the indie label movement of sort of late 70s early 80s mm-hmm. where you know there was an explosion of small labels uh, of people just doing it themselves mm-hmm. and this is
1: exactly the same
0: you're doing doing like
1: something like nutmeg is exactly the same thing. Mm. And, and, and I guess the other yeah. parallel there to, to to music is that you know, this idea of a, of a physical product that that somebody's taken the care to produce and yep. produce really beautifully uh, is something that, that's echoed in, in music, where yeah. people people are now getting back into vinyl, vinyl. because you actually you get a physical product you can actually. You can open. You can open up. You know, take it. Take the sleeve out. Absolutely. Take the booklet out. Read it in its larger format. You get decent quality pictures. Yeah. You can see it, it, it see all the nice. lyrics. It smells nice. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's got that. It's Absolutely. Got that. I, so that that never goes away. Even though you know people used to say home taping is killing music, and yeah. then the digital downloads are gonna gonna kill the music yeah. industry. The industry never never went away. People will still make it, and actually, you know, the value of the really high quality artifacts so and products that are out there is always going to be maintained, and people are going to love collecting that stuff.
0: Yeah in the same ways yeah obviously you know, TV killing radio and, and here we are yeah. talking into a phone you know, it's just voices so I mean what do you
2: mean oh, this is our professional recording oh, sorry, studio yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: I'll just go across the mixing desk <laughs> adjust some levels oh, right. gave, away, game gave away the game I,
0: I gave away a secret there um, it's a very sophisticated looking one though <laughs>
2: Um, what do you think then for the the future of Nutmeg? What are the kind of aspirations for it? Well, I, I suppose as well. What, if you don't mind me asking, what's the kind of readership circulation like? Well, um, yeah, our
0: our regular subscribers are around about the thousand mark, and we you know we obviously sell more single copies, and that's not a huge number, of course it isn't. Um, and you know, I, I I'm still, naive, maybe naively convinced there's. I don't know, three times that many. Mm-hmm. It's about, I still, I almost come across people every week who'd not heard of it before and go, oh, wow well, you know. I sometimes, you know, very occasionally you'll get somebody buying all seven copies because okay. they've just discovered it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, yeah, and, and going back a little bit to a uh, previous discussion we had, the whole thing about this being a physical, collectible, hopefully high-quality product is also a big part of it. You know, the, this thing of... of um, something that people will want to covet Um, covet to the point where I I screwed up with the the, the, the recent spine it's the same color as number six I made a mistake and I've had I've even had conversations like through twitter with some people who've suggested how I can fix this running order. Uh-huh. Uh, I, just made it, I just forgot to change it. <laughs> I changed it back the way now. I changed the number. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, we, we, made, we did a, have a joke about giving away a, 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 a spine uh-huh. for seven for seven yeah. with issue eight that you could It's, it's uh, funny it's actually it, it
1: wasn't until you mentioned it on Twitter that i even aware of that because when, when, when I've got the latest edition and I'm still reading it it doesn't go on the shelf no, for the rest of it until I'm finished. And, then the and, I, and this came on your Twitter feed about this I was like what is he on about? <laughs> is he put the number seven in the wrong place or something <laughs> or is something meant to be one way up and it's the um, other way up, and then I had to go and put my book into the shelf, and then I was like, oh, "I yeah, see, yeah, I you know.
0: see." <laughs> anyway, what, yeah, what was your original question? Oh, I the future, to... I guess. So yeah, because what,
1: what you've also got a podcast, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, it's funny because when we, um, even before I, kind of, around this, about the time we got the, the the Kickstarter thing working, I was thinking, "All right, this could work." I was, and and I'd I'd done the logo and I really liked it, and I could see the, the kind of strength of the brand quite. Quite literally, and, and also just um, just as a as a name, I'd I'd already started thinking about how what other things we could do, and mm. it was always the plan that with nutmeg that, and and as an encouragement to to writers that you know if if an idea comes up in within an edition that we think could we could do something else with like a book or whatever, we would talk about it and work out ways mm. to do it, but obviously I mean podcasts, um, yeah we we started doing them about a year ago, we want to build on them, um, it's you know it's it's time consuming is you know it's again it's kind of done with people's goodwill just mm-hmm. coming along and helping out events are a big thing but again it's the time it takes to we did one uh, for Hill last year which was great fun and it worked really well um but we want to we do want to move into other areas um you know we would love to be able to do more short films mm-hmm. and we've been having discussions about that we would love to you know get to the point where we do longer films you know documentaries mm-hmm. that that take the 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 ethos of nutmeg whatever that may be um uh, which i suppose is a is a slightly alternative generally positive um optimistic look at the game in scotland mm-hmm. um without you know sugarcoating it because mm-hmm. i don't mm-hmm. think we do that but yeah. we, we equally we we, we want to talk it up because you know uh-huh. we all love it mm-hmm. you know um so it's 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 things like that um and there's planned. we uh, I'm kind of looking at doing a. I suppose you'd call it a, a companion, or a, a cousin, or, going to say a sister. But that's another publication that basically takes the same, format, the same, the same uh, model, and mm-hmm. doing something for for more general writing. Okay. And we're reasonably far down that road. Okay. In fact, we have our first board meeting on Monday. Okay. Whether it ever. Uh, sees the light of day. I don't know, but we're. It's just uh, seeing that there is a a, a market for people just mm. getting something yeah. physical, um, and that doesn't follow the um,
1: you know the the daily uh, grind of news. Yeah. Uh, mm. Mm. So we'll see. Looking back over the last two years, are, yeah. what is there? Is there one thing that you've done, that either? Uh, boosted your readership significantly mm-hmm. or got uh, got more writers aware of what you were doing and and coming forward what are the things that have given you given you you know the biggest boost in profile
0: i, I suppose um i i don't think anything's any s- single specific piece but i suppose we you know we do um each issue we we the scotsman or Scotland sunday publishes a, a one of the stories from it and okay. the guardian as well uh, the guardian have been very good, um, you know. I, I, you know, I hugely admire that newspaper and its website and everything that mm-hmm. is associated with it. And I think it, you know, and their football coverage is fantastic. Although they're, you know, they totally ignore Scottish football, mm. yeah. um, to a frustrating and embarrassing mm-hmm. way. I mean, I listen to their podcasts, which I really enjoy, but you know, mm. I'll come away angry at least. Once or <laughs> twice a month, with her um, attitude towards the game in Scotland, um, while talking up Italian football and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so suppose getting things through the Guardian website um, has helped us, and it's it's a typical publishing trick. I mean, you have to do it. You know, I don't like doing it because it's. I feel like I'm cheating the people that buy it, but um, it's the only way to get some extra exposure because we don't have a. You know, there's there's no marketing budget. Um, although uh, this morning doing negotiations with when Saturday comes so we can okay. swap ads and yeah, we we do the Blizzard yeah. and you know help us they they'll, they'll publish yeah. ads it's, it's the only way you know because we can't go out and stick yeah. an ad and and yeah. you know people say oh, you know put ads in programs for example yeah. and I yeah. thought yes we could but you know I don't so think
1: you'll eat, you'll eat whatever minimal marketing budget you have very very quickly I, doing I, that for forty clubs
0: I know and um, <laughs> even even getting into into club shops. Mm-hmm. I, th- I always think, yeah, sounds great, but you know, it, it's um, again, it's like come back to indie record days when you would take in a box, you'd have to go around all the yeah. all the record shops yeah. in Britain, which um, we did, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, and hand them over, and mm. probably never hear of them again, yeah. you know, because yeah. the shops are so uh, uh, indisciplined in their bookkeeping <laughs> that, and it's I'm not saying uh, club shops are like that, but they're they're run often by volunteers, and it's, yeah. but it is, a you know, yeah, to do things like that would help us, um, so. Going back to your original question, I, yeah, there's been nothing particularly significant that you've seen a leap from, and you know the, and I suppose you know the, the biggest thing is just to make people aware of it, yeah. um, and find ways to do that, and and ev- almost everything we do out with physically doing it, uh, print uh, publishing it is is to try and encourage subscribers, and yeah. it's all we can do, yeah. um, just to get you know people to to even if they buy a copy, you know, but um, subscribing to it does. Mm-hmm. Theory support, you know, football writing about about the game we love. Yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's probably nutmeg are a great example of actually empowering fans in many respects because mm-hmm. okay of course you're a fan but you you're really the only thing that stands between somebody getting something published in a very nicely and it's much like podcasts but you know all these podcasts that we talk about and listen to i'm mm-hmm. sure you know and perhaps the ones that don't talk about scottish football but also the ones that do talk yeah, about scottish football and giving people a platform where mm-hmm. they otherwise wouldn't have had their voices heard on a lot of issues and that, that agenda not being set by a kind of mainstream media that yeah. perhaps only want to talk about a couple of issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a really positive thing and it's Absolutely. probably just a good example of a continuation of that.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. Again, football, um, music and analogy going back to punk, I suppose the mainstream media is, is, you know, is Led Zeppelin and whatever else and Clam, you know, and um, prog rock that was going around at the time and all this other stuff. Yeah, you know, is 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 punk. Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, things like you know the the terrace podcast and the guys at Two Point One and yeah. uh, you know sites like that and obviously I mean Pine Bovril, which has been you know it's, sure. it's a kind of long standing, um, uh, established uh, message board for fans, which is a, a great great resource. Which you know, um, th- these things are are brilliant for the game and they, and they are out with the the, the mainstream media and. Again, I get really frustrated when I sit and listen to, you know, BBC Sports Scene podcast, Um, but I understand why they do it, you know. I understand why they talk about, you know, Stevie G three nights a week. You
1: think this is tiresome. (laughs) Montrose have just won won League Two and all you can talk about is Stevie G. I know,
0: I know. And... and My, fr- my frustration with BBC, of course, is they don't have to do it. You know, they're yeah. not there to... to, mm, yeah. to, um, to, to my yeah. word, not yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but they're, they're not there to... They don't need viewing figures. Of yeah. course they do. I mean, they, they want should, the should. viewing figures for their own... Uh, so they're af- not driven by advertising. Is what no, you you and and they should be, you know... I mean, they having said that, they'll do some great yeah, shows some nights. You know, you'll yeah. get... You know, the, things they've done with Andy McLaren and they've done lots of stuff for uh-huh. the SPFL Trust and mm. they'll do things you think oh, right, this is good or they'll have you know I remember Stuart Gilmore was on one night and thinking mm. this is you know he's, <laughs> he's a controversial character but he, it was great it was yeah. a proper discussion about Scottish football and it wasn't to do with you know a, a mm-hmm. subject that we
1: you know we're getting bored senseless with, senseless yeah. with for yeah. weeks and weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look into the future and mm-hmm. and uh, the the writing talent that's out there. Yeah, uh, where do you look for to find new writers and and the new talent that's emerging and that's going to fill the pages of the of the Nutmeg for quarter after quarter until the end of time? Oh,
0: um, it's a it's a very good question. I, I, I mean the sites like like the Terrace, which, which has been great. I mean the the guys that you know they they have their own take on football, which I love, and you know it's. Um, you know, I always enjoy their podcast. They're a wee bit sweary because you know yeah. I, I feel like their dad at times, <laughs> swearing boys. But but they're great, and and the spirit that they have about the game, um, even though they're they can be as as narrow minded as anyone else about their <laughs> clubs, it's great. And you know people like Joel Sked who's come out of you know I I read one of his pieces on on their on their site, and and since then joel has been kind of quite heavily involved in not He's just done. Interview with Andy Roxborough for uh, okay. the next issue because we kind of thought you know could get a journalist that knows him or been around him but thought no uh-huh. Joel you know young he's not really um, um, biased or you know uh-huh. comes with any baggage so it's people it's it's places like there but you know I you know I will look at um, uh, at websites and or or through Twitter I'll come across a piece there's one. And sometimes we'll take... I've got no qualms about this. Sometimes I'll see something on a website and I'll say, you know, can we publish this? There's one by uh, John Nicholson, I think his name is. He's an English Edinburgh-based author. Um, Loves his football and his music and he just wrote a piece for the 365 uh, football website about um, abuse of referees or something. It was really good. and That was a tweet, I saw it, read the piece thought, oh, he's, he's, it was, you know, he was at um, a Spartans game or something, so he's from here, so got in touch. And, you know, we're publishing it. Now, that's probably been read already by a number of people, but, you know, probably are not, not mm-hmm. our audience. And, and hopefully when you get 196 pages, there's an odd piece you might have seen somewhere else it's not too much of a problem. <laughs> um, and, oh, yeah, we've got another... Sorry, just remembered, we've got another um, up-and-coming writer in the next issue, a guy called uh, William McElbany. Oh! Um, somebody suggested... <laughs> That I hadn't, I hadn't read his piece years ago. He he would written about um, traveling to Argentina for the World Cup, mm-hmm. from basically from the Horseshoe Bar in Edinburgh and Glasgow. Oops, oh, so <laughs> uh, uh, Horseshoe Bar in Glasgow via New York and basically traveling down through um, Central and mm-hmm. South America. So I, I I contacted the publisher and said, look, you know this is who we are. We you know I've been told about this piece. Uh, can we use it? And they you know, the publisher contacted the family and said yes. I said, "Do you have a digital version of it, you know, or a copy?" He said, "No," mm-hmm. so I had to find a, a copy on Amazon and basically key it in myself. So I yeah. I do apologize now if there's any typos <laughs> in that piece, but it was an amazing thing. I hadn't read it before, and it, I'd never typed in an article before as well. Mm. And it's amazing how your your perception of words is so different when when you're mm. having to key it in. Yeah. And so you're it's like you're you're it's like you're painting every or you're you're copying a painting in every. Every sentence is just beautifully structured, and I don't know. It was a weird, and I'm writing this thinking he's done this as well, yeah. you know, he's keyed this in <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, okay, um, it's n- not not typical, but yeah. it's nice to be able to do this. And but yeah, finding new writers and um, is 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 key to us. I mean, even like Alan, you know, when I came across you at, uh, uh, at a, 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 an event and saw you speaking about the subject of fan ownership and, mm. you know, it, and just the way you talked about it, I thought, you know, can you write? And you said, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. And that's how often how things come about. You know, we'll, we bump into people yeah. and come across yeah. people and say, would you mind doing this? Or, um, um, yeah, I mean, and, there's, you know, I sometimes worry about, you know, is there enough stories out there about Scottish football? Mm. Um, I'd had old, the guy this music publication I used to work in years ago called Cut in the late 80s, the publisher called me one day, um, he's obviously a bit older now in his 80s, and said, "And he's a big football fan, says, I don't know how you're going to do this, you know, I don't think there's enough stories in Scottish football, <laughs> and, and Scottish football's dying. And I said, it'll never die, and there's always stories of Scottish football, whether you go back
1: or you go forward or or you just look around, There's you know, mm. it's endless.'" You know. Have there been any stories that you would have loved to publish but you thought, no, I can't put that out there? Either the subject matter was too sensitive or the language a, used? or um,
0: A couple, yeah. 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 Um, there's been a... Or we've spoken is a, to... Is
1: there a, a nutmeg uncut ever going to come out with these? <laughs> no, no, there, there's a couple
0: of people we've, we've spoken about pieces and kind of wondered, you know, whether we could publish it or not. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I mean, there has yeah. been to... and even you know, we did a piece in what, issue five, I think, about about you know the Rangers story. Mm. Um, in the uh, and it was in the opinion piece. I, I I didn't mean to create an opinion section, by the way. It was again that was made up yeah. in the first issue. Yeah. I thought I don't know where to put this, and I thought oh, opinion, then I don't have to worry about mm. you know <laughs> this is this person's opinion. It's not. Um, yeah. So so we had and so yeah, we had a piece. Uh, Morris Smith wrote a piece about. Um, about it was mainly to do with the court case, the uh, the White Court case, and you know, t- to be honest, I would I would love to publish. I don't know why I'm saying this, but I would love to publish <laughs> a whole book about the Ranger story, yeah. you know, properly, mm-hmm. chronologically, properly
1: researched, written properly without
0: written, yeah. any um Bias baggage sure, at all, yeah. because it's from a business point of view, it's an yeah. amazing story, It's an amazing case study into from, how a club can go from wrong, a football story. You know? It's amazing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and
2: Probably a lot to be learnt from it as well. Yeah.
0: So oh, who knows? But you know, I suppose it's a subject, and you know, in this day and age, that would be the one that you would kind of want yeah. to, but be too scared to, because you know, it's it's a it's a subject that you know people are hugely I'm passionate about, about and, and sure.
2: yeah, yeah, and it's difficult. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One question we ask all oh of our guests: uh, if you could change any one thing about Scottish football, oh. what would you change?
0: Oh no. Oh, oh, oh. Um. <laughs> I don't like playing teams four times a season. I really don't. Mm. It's, a, it's a real problem. Try three times a week. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. yeah that, that, that could be worse. Yeah, yeah um, it was. <laughs> um, I suppose, yeah. I mean, you know, I know the whole reconstruction thing comes up every... Mm. Well, all the time. It's, it's a constant in Scottish football. It's really funny, you know, you don't hear it in England at all, uh, even though you know, got this, well, they don't need to because they've got so much money, but you know, this huge league um mm. but you know, we've never found the right um formula and it's never okay we have advantages for you know, there's some aspects of the of the of the, the split that work there's some aspects you know it's it's a nonsense obviously in terms of you know level playing field mm. it's just wrong mm. but you know it does add excitement mm. the play I love the way people recently have been talking how great the playoffs are you think <laughs> but the, the leagues we play in, my team, we've had them for a long time, mm. and yes, they are good. So yeah, uh, welcome. <laughs> good for well, some teams. <laughs> well, they are. They're excited. They're welcome to playoffs. I think the playoffs have been great, but yeah, the four times a season, it's it's just, yeah, a, yeah. it's a nonsense. It's just, and yeah, and you do, and yeah, you will, and we played St. Mirren six times one year, mm. you know, because we played them in two cups as well. Yeah. And okay, I know that can happen in 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 all the leagues, but it's it's just fundamentally wrong yeah. 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 and change is good and like when you move to another league it's why I like going up and down every season because uh-huh. you get new teams to go and yeah. visit every year
2: yeah. Yeah. I've always thought if you were playing more varied teams you'd probably attract bigger crowds because you're totally. be playing you know, different fans well, different
0: yeah, different when, we, when, when I went back up to Championship two years ago it was like alright I've not been to I hadn't been to St Mirren's New Ground you know it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. Um, but you know Wraith and Ayr have been in the same league for a while now yeah. and yeah. you know as much as I like going to Starch Park and I do it's um,
2: <laughs> it's um nice yeah. to have a change but yeah.
0: I still would rather you'd come up because you're closer to Edinburgh when I'm based so.
2: <laughs> well thank you so yeah. much for joining us thank and you. if people want to um buy any of the back episode uh, M- issues, issues. <laughs> yeah
0: um yeah we um the Nutmeg website which is uh, Um we currently have some offers uh, and <laughs> we're doing our thing just just for back copies, you can get three for the two, three for the price of two. Right, Always sure. get that the wrong way around. Yeah. So yeah, if you if you go on, if you're interested in, in all all the back copies, you can find information okay. in the contents of each one. And if if three of them are uh, of interest to you, you'll get them for the price of two.
1: And uh, behind the goals podcast can thoroughly endorse and recommend Nutmeg Magazine to all, our, all, all of our all all of our listeners. Thank you. Yeah, won't make a bad choice there. Thank you very much. All the best. Thanks Thank for joining. You. us. Thanks, Thanks for coming
0: on.
2: Cheers. Bye. So there we go. That was Ali Palmer of Not magazine. Magazine. Um, lovely guy.
1: Yeah, he's great to chat to all the time despite being an Air United fan. Uh, got on your <laughs> wick that bit, didn't it? Um, yeah, I'll get over it. So, Next season. <laughs> uh, if you want to
2: go and check out previous editions of Nutmeg, you can do as the website, which we'll put in the
1: programme notes as well. Yeah. Uh, and also listen to the, the podcast that they yeah. do. Um We don't compete. Uh, it's like we're, we're adding rather than competing to the world of podcasts. Uh, it is a great podcast, particularly the, the most recent one, the Archie McPherson mm. uh, interview that they had on. But delve back further through, I think they've maybe five or six. Yeah. Um, I think Daniel Gray's done a lot of them. Hasn't he? That's okay. right. I think he, he generally hosts the chat, uh, in their, in their podcast. Yeah. So it's great stuff there. So two, two ways of finding out about
2: nutmeg. And if people want to read your article in it, which episode would they go to? I which
1: think issues? it was issue four. It was the one. Yeah. It must be issue four. It was last summer. Um, that it was published. Um, uh, I can't even remember what it was called, but uh, it's something like how Wraith Rovers fans almost lost their club, uh-huh. uh, but also talking more generally about supporter ownership uh, and the need for transparency and the need to be able to, to know what's going on at your club. Yeah. Hard to make a difference.
2: Excellent. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your time again this week, and we will uh, we'll be back next week with uh, we've got lots of we've now got lots of
1: podcasts lined up. Yeah, we've got a few interviews lined up, so we can yeah. we can actually decide which one which order they go out now, rather than chasing around for for people to interview at the last at the last minute. <laughs> not that
2: that's ever happened. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we do also have a very special podcast coming up where we delve back twenty years, twenty years into the dim and distant past, and and
1: uh, reignite. Knight, Ship Manager. A football rivalry <laughs> Yeah,
2: so uh, watch out We're going to be doing a special one-off podcast Where uh, Alan takes control of Rafe Rovers for the 97-98 campaign I will be taking control of Sterling Albion For the same season It will be a, a battle of uh I don't really know. It'll but Paul
1: uh, Brown versus Eddie Forrest all, all over again. Which uh, will just be <laughs> immense fun, really. Yeah, it may take quite a while because I, you... I couldn't find a way to speed up the, the, the gameplay and <laughs> the, the programme. So it may take us a while to, to get through the whole season.
2: Yeah, so it might be like two months' time before that episode comes out. <laughs> anyway, until then, uh, see you later. Okay.
0: Behind the Goals is a Supporters Direct Scotland podcast. You can get in touch with the show by emailing goals at hotmail.com or you can also tweet the show at SUP Direct Scott. That's S U P P Direct Scott. <laughs>